0: self-serving persuasive talkers of
1: everything and
0: nothing we, we are, are a conversation, conversation con artists. artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we are conversation con artists back for another wonderful fantastic episode you can find me on twitter and instagram at mr m-i-s-t-e-r underscore on point and tiktok at adb talking
1: And I can be found on Instagram at red underscore calamity. Also, we're still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question, a comment, a Reddit letter, whatever that you would like for us to answer or talk about on the show, you could send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on the social media before listed. Um, I'm on Instagram. Do not look at my post and think that I'm not on there. I'm a lurker. So like I rarely post, but I am on there. People have sent me DMs before um michael's wife specifically uh so you can you can hit me up on there and i will respond just i don't be posting shit
0: so there's that but we do have a listener letter we got a letter from colin uh but first i want to let y'all know that you know we done took a little few weeks away from the microphone because you know my traveling and red's family time so we ain't abandoning you we trying to be consistent Just these little, you know, last month has been a little bit um, less than what what we care for it to be. Um, And, you know, before we, before I went to Hawaii, I was so gung-ho about making sure we record an episode. Like, it was like, I don't want to miss an episode. Let's get somebody to replace each other, you know. Um, Like, in the first five years that we recorded, we missed maybe six, six episodes. And three of those, we had somebody that replaced the other person. Mm -hmm. You know, so three episodes where we just wasn't on. So I'm just less gung ho about it now because there are some things that I needed to take care of in life and read. And we, I'm just not so, you know, keen on keeping us held hostage on weekends at this point Mm -hmm. (laughs) if we got stuff to do. You know, I mean, when I went to California to visit my brother, when I flew out there, I took my podcast recording shit out there to record out there with him, (laughs) you know. But that's one of the episodes we missed because the audio was so bad that uh, we couldn't release it. (laughs) Um, But I'm just not on that as much as I used to be. That being said, Colin. Colin will be on with us very soon, y'all. Very soon we've been talking about that. So I'm I'm looking forward to that episode. But uh, because we've been off, Colin sent us this email 13 days ago. But we finna do it right now. Episode 279. Fuck Kevin Samuel. Fuck is in all caps. (laughs) As it should. What is good, y'all? Glad to see y'all back for another episode after a week off. (laughs) I've been meaning to write in and also been meaning to ask y'all when I can come on as a guest host like before, but I don't want to ruin the comeback. Anyway, let's get right into this right here: loud sex or talking during sex. So this topic is an interesting one because it really, to me, depends on who we rocking with. As you know, I'm married now, so I'm not out in the streets like I was in my younger days, but I've probably experienced about everything that you can think of. Women who are mute, women who be talking and screaming way too goddamn much. To me, I just prefer a natural reaction. If you're compelled to holler, go ahead and holler, but don't fake it. I also don't like cheesy talk. Keep it real. I'm with On Point on this one, and I know exactly what you're talking about, bruh. You be watching porn, find a fire video of what looks like fire when you scroll scrolling page 112 on the hub and then get into it and somehow and it's some amateur content creator stuff which is real because it's not stars, just people in their house filming some good shit and then a the motherfucker say some shit like, yeah, you like this black penis, you dirty little concubine and whoop, just like that your meat's off. Shit is the worst. Just be real, be natural, don't make it weird, don't try too hard. I'm also with red on this one, don't be reading me no soliloquies or poetry or shit either. If we ain't in love, I ain't interested in manufacturing, LOL. If we are, you don't need to talk about it. Shake my head. Just get this meat and let's get on with it. Meat positivity is still a very real thing and nothing will make that positive turn into a negative faster than some cheesy one-liners and too much flowery language. Just tell me what to bust and let's get it popping. Dating and red flags. So this one will maybe be shorter than my last section, but the whole thing was always that I was looking for someone to match my values. I've spent many years in therapy and one of the things I learned along the way was about living in a values consistent manner. So as a prospective partner, please be aligned with my core values, mutual respect, consistency, honesty, empathy, and mutual consideration. If you don't hit those points, then we're probably going to struggle. As for red flags, man, listen, she drives a Nissan Altima. She at any point wore those furry slides or or those force field looking sunglasses. She got white polish on her toes. She got dick gripples for her manicure, them long-ass squared-off nails, or back when they were popular with the stiletto manicure, LOL. Miami is a destination for her and her homegirls. She got a weave. She says she's 420 friendly but smokes for free. Now, that means the plug is definitely coming through with the Reggie Miller saying it's from the West Coast, and it's absolutely getting paid in Cottonmouth Toppy. Everything else On Point said, too, LOL. (laughs) Kids' favorite colors. On Point is puts Ray-Bans on. Puts on Ray-Bans, on point with this one. LOL, sorry, Red, I had to do it. <sighs> My little boy's favorite color is blue. That man will pick blue over literally anything, no matter what shade of blue. We got these $3 plastic spoons and Forks and Target because they're easy for the little guy to use. And to work, work on his speech and his thoughts, I always give him the choice. Little homie inevitably always picks blue. And on a very rare occasion, he likes green, which is blue adjacent, LOL. He loves blue just like his daddy, so I'm proud of the work I'm doing with him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't remember what I said about the colors. I don't remember it, either. So it was something was like, if you, oh, if you don't know your kid' favorite color, like.
1: And I was like, I didn't know kids have favorite colors.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely, kids fuck with colors, boy. Um, as the subject says, Kevin Samuels. As the subject says, fuck this dude. Also, fuck Jordan Peterson. While we're at it, these bozo ass incel type masquerading as experts are always out peddling their snake oil bullshit to the masses. But it's never as bad for the black community as the self hating expert trying to sell bullshit advice. All he was is a skinny ass, pretty ass Derek Jackson. Remember him? <laughs> caught cheating on his wife with a white woman while making money off using black women as a punching bag. Fuck out of here. I have a friend who shall remain nameless who apparently is a supporter of that dead ass scrub. And it's very disappointing given the fact that the mother of his two kids are, you guessed it, black women. I'm not sure how you could be born a black woman either and turn around and hate on them. As Red said, the world is a better place without this clan and I'm not sorry about saying it. In 2022 of all years, after a white supremacist presidency, the last thing we need is black people continue to turn on each other for personal gain. The best thing we can do is continue to encourage people to seek real, actual therapy. If you feel like you're struggling to find a partner, the first thing I recommend is to look within. Are you happy with yourself? Are you trying to find a man or woman to fill a void to attempt to validate something? If you're unsure, seek therapy. Counselors, therapists, psychologists are all the best at this. Please, please, please see a professional. Folks, please don't get your life advice from niggas on Facebook taking car selfies. That's all I got for this week. It would be real cool to hear from Angel on these, hopefully, and also it would be cool to do a special podcast with all four of us. I feel like we will have a good chat. As always, I'm glad y'all are back. If you're on Xbox, check out this game called Lake. It's a real chill and casual and fun to play game that isn't punishing or difficult. And it's just a little slice of life. I'm out for now. Drink water and stretch a little bit. Looking forward to coming on and catching up with y'all uh, with all the new shit in my life. Colin, P.S. Fuck Kevin Samuels.
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, really? Uh, Colin, Colin, I've gotten the Animal Crossing. I'm late. And so I don't have anybody to play with. And I, I don't know if you still play. But if you do, I need somebody to like buy turnips from man. Like I, I really, and like visit an island and do all the, I can't even get the fucking, um, achievements for like visiting cause I don't have no friends. So if you still play hit me up, please. Cause I just got into it. And I know I'm tired of the party, but I don't like doing things when they're popular. <laughs> I don't know why it just is what it is. I don't like it.
0: Y'all, uh, when I visited Alabama, I stay with red and red don't do nothing but take her dog out of pee work go and play animal crossing that's yes. it that's And also she crossing does.
1: just replace watch murder shows and i kind of still have that in the background which is why i like the switch everybody hates on the switch and all of this shit i like that it's handheld i like that it's handheld or i can watch it on the tv but in handheld mode i could be watching murder and playing animal crossing At the same damn time, my Xbox takes up the TV if I'm playing Xbox. I can't do that.
0: You know what, man? I just want to let you know like, it's it's a beautiful thing because you know, me and Red ain't in no relationship. But when I was on the couch and she was like, Are you finna go back to sleep? because you be snoring, and I'm like, I'm probably finna go back to sleep. And she just picked up the switch and walked outside. I was like, Ah, damn, hell yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like that's beautiful <laughs> she, like she can just go wherever the hell she gonna go and play some games shit yeah <laughs> yeah Don't gotta fuck with my life in this moment oh yeah that's, that's fine so so if your girl like playing games fellas getting her that switch might be the move okay I'm going to let you know if she like it if she like playing that switch you know she can just go in another room and do that shit while you playing the game or Watching your movies, whatever you doing, you know. You can't do that with, with an Xbox or a PS4. It
1: takes up the t- the television. See, I
0: exactly. Have to move where I want to go with it. Like that, this trip would have been a different experience if she was just in the living room with a controller the whole time, looking at the TV playing Animal Crossing. We're in a different situation. <laughs> this is uh, this is good.
1: <laughs> I've it's never even the- played it on the TV because it's not really a game. Like I played Zelda: Breath of the Wild on the TV because Zelda is such a beautiful game. And uh and so you it benefits from like having a large screen, but like Animal Crossing don't really fucking matter. Like you don't really have to play that shit on a big screen. So yeah, so Carlin or any anybody listening that may still play Animal Crossing because they just had a DLC that came out. I did get the DLC, happy home paradise. Um, so maybe that encouraged people to pick it back up where they had put it down, but anybody listening that plays Animal Crossing, again, red underscore
0: calamity on Instagram. Just, just DM me. Listen, so much stuff that came out about Kevin Samuels since he's died. Uh, one, we know that he was living with some white lady in the room out. We know he was driving what looked like a little Acura You know, maybe it could have been a little fancier car that that I couldn't tell, but it bitch looked like a one of them damn 99 Acuras. Um he his daughter did not have a great relationship with him. How could he has a criminal record? (laughs) Like the amount of research that people have done about him since he died is, is outlandish and exposing a lot. Um, but it has not swayed. Kevin Kevin likes at all in their perception. Um but you know what he mentioned Jordan Peterson and Jordan Peterson is he's an academic version of an incel. He know, basically try to avoid all of this shit. I can't because it just man, makes it but like, if you listen to Jordan Peterson, you he makes it hard to tell that he's saying um big up to the boys Fuck these bitches! Like you, you, he make it to where you can't tell he's a professor at a university, and the latest thing he did was he posted a tweet. Um, what did he say? He posted a tweet about the latest uh swimsuit magazine. Uh, her name is Yumi New. Um, sports. Uh, what is it? Sports Swim Illustrated, Illustrated, Swim Illustrated model uh Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, there is a model named Yumi New, and she's just she's she's not big, big. Uh, her midsection is a kind of like a little big, but she just uh, what would, would be regarded in the industry as a plus size plus size model. And his tweet was he put a picture of it up. He said, "Sorry, not beautiful, and no amount of authoritarian tolerance is going to change that." And I'm like, authoritarian tolerance, what? And it's crazy to me because I was talking with with a client the other day and he brought up the Cam Newton situation and was kind of defending it because people be calling him misogyny when he was just giving his opinion about, you know, women's role in relationships. And I was like, huh, I think the issue Is that he wants to mass apply this ideal to all women that's what makes it misogynist that's what makes it sexist like if you as an individual want to look for a woman that wants to be provided for that wants to cook in the kitchen that wants to give you slop top 3000 every night there's a woman out there that exists like that and it's her prerogative as a woman who gets to make decisions for herself to be that kind of woman if you as an individual man are looking for that woman, perfectly fine. But if you as an individual man are saying all women should be like this and women should stop trying to be bad bitches, that is misogyny and sexism. That's the problem. And with what he's saying, what he's saying is there is some kind of level of authoritarian group that is trying to make him believe that all women, um, uh, or this woman should be perceived as beautiful. When realistically, you could just say, Jordan Peterson, that's not my type. She's not quite aesthetically pleasing to me. And that's perfectly fine. But he got roasted off of Twitter because people started posting videos of him crying all the time like he be doing. <laughs> he cry a lot. <laughs> he be in his videos. And his voice, you you just have to hear him talking and see him crying. But,
1: yeah.
0: but it's... No, no, no. It will it will really make you lose respect for anything he ever say if you if you do watch it. But um, they post and he roast he got roasted off of Twitter. He he basically said I'm I'm quitting Twitter because I'm being bullied. And it's like, bro, you did this to yourself.
1: That's one of the main things I think that they don't get. Um, whenever I do, and I've said this before, how much I hate doing couples counseling. Hate it. Hate it with a passion. However, one of the things that I always make sure that I state. In the beginning, is that I am not really somebody that works in our uh, terms of like right or wrong, as far as like these kind of things are concerned, right? Like, if you want a woman who's gonna stay at home and cook and clean and not work and take care of your kids and have sex with you and just be at the home, you're not wrong in wanting that. Where you start to become wrong at is when you meet a woman who wants a career and wants to work outside of the home, who's unsure about whether or not she even wants to have children, uh, who definitely wants to be an equal party in anything that goes on in her marriage, her relationship, her home, you meet her and then try to turn her into this thing that you want. That's when it's problematic. It's not a question of right or wrong. What you want is what you want, and it isn't right or wrong. But the problem is that people don't want to find what they want. They want to just find somebody and make them into that, and you can't do that. You can't do that if you feel like women who want to be taken care of and want to just get with a man with money so they don't have to do anything or go because she's not the woman for you but there's a man out there who this is what he wants he wants a woman who's just going to come in and let him take over everything and she's just going to do what he says you find the people that already have the characteristics that you want the problem is and when, when everybody starts calling people out on their fuck shit is when you're trying to turn everybody in society into this thing that you believe that they should be you wanting it isn't wrong you trying to force people to beat it very much so wrong so with couples it's not a question about what's right or wrong if this how she feels and this how you feel maybe y'all aren't compatible for each other you're entitled to want what you want but she's entitled to want what she wants. so what we have to figure out is whether or not these things are compatible with each other and whether or not the two of you are going to be good for each other not how can i make her become more Of a housewife you can't that's the answer motherfucker or how can i make him become uh where he don't he he'll just let me stay at home you can't if he's somebody who wants equal partnership and and he wants you to work and he ain't trying to take care of you that's his right to feel that way you have to find people that are what you want them to be already you can't try to turn nobody into this shit. my cousin is dating one of these folks now and one of the big things that he does is he'll he'll tell her when, when he's describing all of these women and she's like, I'm nothing like that. I don't do any of those things. He'll tell her where well, you're the exception. Here's where some of these men really be having me fucked up. A lot of the things that they say Sounds eerily reminiscent of a lot of shit that white people say to us and they get mad, right? Right? If you're in a situation where a white person is talking shit about black folks and then they look at you and like, "Oh no, not you. I mean, I mean black people. I mean, I mean you're black, but you're not black, black. you know, you're an exception. You're not like them. When they try to remove you from black and make you an exception to it, it pisses you off and you get mad. So why the fuck? Would you believe that women are going to enjoy you saying, removing them from women and saying, you're just the exception? All these other women are bitches, but not you. I mean, you're not really a woman. You're a woman, but not like a woman, woman, not like these women are. It's the same fucking shit. And if you would get upset about somebody trying to remove you from Black and make you the exception to all of these bad things that they assume that Black is, then don't fucking do that shit to women either because we don't appreciate it any more than you do. A lot of the things that they say, If you took it and turned it and had a white person saying it to them, because a lot of it is shit white people have said about black folks. Oh, you be in your feelings. Oh, you're upset. But it's okay to say that shit about women. I can't. I can't. Fuck Kevin Samuels. (laughs) like I stand by that. And I'm sorry for anyone who feels like people were, I'm not celebrating his death. I'm very apathetic towards it. But again, I am not somebody who sanctifies people because they fucking die. All of us are going to die at some point. And guess what? If I'm a bitch when I'm alive, I'm going to be a bitch when I'm dead, right? If I want people to remember me better, then I need to live better. You don't get excluded or you don't get a wand waved over your life and you become this good person who I can't say nothing about because you fucking died. You didn't even do anything. You just, your system shut down or whatever the fuck happened with him. You didn't even contribute to that. You just died. You don't get sainthood for that. So yes, fuck Kevin Samuels. I was saying that before he died. I'm saying it since he died. And I will say it always and forever, because the legacy that he left from his, for himself is this bullshit. This bullshit previous, and then all of the bullshit people didn't find out since he died. That's his legacy. And that's the legacy he left. So if you don't want that to be your life story, then you do something different and you learn from Kevin Simmons instead of trying to emulate him. You got all these people wanting to replace the spot he left open. And it's like, <laughs> why? Why would you want to do that? Okay, I'm sorry. I went on a rant. That shit pisses me off. I can't. I hate it.
0: No, it's it's fine. It's fine. I understand. Uh, a lot of these dudes are just these are the biggest crybabies in the in the world. It's like a whole group of men saying we're the alpha males, but they 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 crybabies. They can't take criticism. They need to be coddled into the reality. If you don't believe what they believe. They got to call you a name. It's if you're a man that don't believe they believe you, a simp, Pander, a Beta Male, Sigma Male, all these different names. If you're a woman that don't agree with them, then you're a modern woman <laughs> who don't deserve protection because protection is now conditional. Even though they be talking about women having conditional femininity and they shouldn't have that, men shouldn't have conditional protection if you believe that men are supposed to protect. It's like the logic that they are using to navigate into shaming and and talking shit about women is really moving them further and further away from how men have traditionally identified just in a bullshit direction. Cause again, I like for us to deviate from how we've been identified to be men, you know, but them niggas doing it the wrong way. It's like, we don't protect women. Like these dudes literally like, they're going to stand by and watch a woman get slapped and just walk away. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like I can stop a woman from being slapped, but I could be like, hold oh, on, hold on, hold on, brother now. Just chill now. Chill the fuck out. This ain't, you know, this ain't the move. You gonna go to jail. They, you know,
1: the the idea of this whole alpha male thing is just funny to me because men who have the characteristics that these alpha men are, ta- these podcasters rather, are talking about men that are like that don't need to tell you that shit. I have met men that walk into a room and command attention just by their, who they are. They don't have to walk into a room and start spouting off all of the shit they've done and why you should listen to them. They command it with their presence. So if you're having to hop on a podcast and scream to the masses all the time, how you're an alpha male, you're not one. You're not one because you having to tell me that shit. If I can't, it's the same, I feel the same kind of way about like, when well you see like rich people who've been rich for a long time, like new money where all of the Louis Vuitton, with LVs, they, they gotta let you know they got money. They gotta walk, you You got, they gotta scream it. I got money now, I can buy all of this shit. Rich people with generational wealth who, who, who just rich, don't give a fuck about you knowing because their bank account speak for itself. And so they don't have to be loud with it. They don't have to say all of this shit because they already rich. I know I'm rich shit. You ain't got to know. <laughs> it don't matter. It's the same thing with this alpha male shit. Like If you having to tell me every five seconds that this is what you are, then you're not it. That's how I feel about that. If it, If any man ever says to me that he's an alpha male, you immediately are not one in my mind.
0: <laughs> and and you, you do know Alpha males are not real, Um, in theory, it is. so this way of thinking was based on a man that did a study and he identified that the alpha male of the group was the one that was the leader that made all the decisions, blah, 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 but upon, and he published this book early in those studies, upon continuing the research, he identified these as family dynamics, not relationship dynamics. And so he spent the rest of his career trying to debunk what he was talking about, but the rhetoric of it had took so far off and it applied, the men who applied to the humans wanted to make this superior version of men. And so it's not a real thing, but there is a real perception of what this fake thing is amongst men who believe that it is a thing. So even though it's not real, it has taken on a real life of itself that still needs to be understand, understood. However, alpha males don't even know what a fucking alpha male is. They have no idea. And like you said, if you got to scream it out loud, then you are further away from it, then you're closer to it. Yep. Because it's like People who, people who are are supposed to be followed need energy, you know, to be fo- like you got to have a certain type of energy for for me to want to follow you. Yep. And it's not like I won't follow somebody. You know what I'm saying? There's always somebody more or at least similarly followable to you if you are the leader. You know what I'm saying? There's somebody who can have an energy that makes you be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow behind them for a little bit, see where they take us and see what's going on. You know um but like that energy is needed and if you don't have that energy then you know but a lot of these alpha men it's like they're trying to command that presence from people instead of acting in a way in which people would want to give you that presence you know and boy we can get into so many different issues with, with this but We can move on because we'll be talking about Kevin Samuel's motherfucking monkey ass and his subservient niggas for a long time.
1: I'd really not like to not do that. Um All right, Reddit letters. I chose all asshole letters. But I chose them without reading them. I only by the title as I usually do. But I wanted to see if we agreed that they were asshole. Because I think that, you know, there are situations, everything is gray. Like black and white. That gray is everywhere. So like, there may be some of these situations that we might not agree that the person's an asshole. I don't know. So I purposefully only chose ones that had already been designated assholes by the Redditors or the Reddit community, whatever. Um, so I have, am I the asshole for defending my friend and saying my wife needs to work on her insecurities? Am I the asshole for buying my girlfriend a blender instead of the necklace she wanted for our anniversary? Let's
0: I'm do the sure first one.
1: You want to do the first one?
0: Because I, when, a man, when a man says that they woman need to do something that, from those stories we don't read, he always wrong. <laughs>
1: Alright. Am I the asshole for defending my friend and saying my wife needs to work on her insecurities? Which <sighs> friend yeah.
0: must be a woman. Let's see what yeah. happens.
1: So I've been married to Jessica. He put it in uh, quotation marks, so obviously that's not her real name. I've been married to Jessica for 13 years, and we have two girls, 12 and five. I have a female friend, Madison, also in quotation marks, who I've known since before I was with Jessica. This has never caused much of an issue because I met Madison through her ex-husband, who is still one of her best friends, and we usually hang out in a group, so Jessica has never felt jealous or threatened. She doesn't like Madison, though, due to clashing personalities. She feels Madison and our mutual friend, her ex's wife, look down on her, but she can't come up with any examples and admits it's just a gut feeling. I don't know what to believe there because other people have told me that they felt it was Jessica who hated the other two women. Madison has a glamorous life. She used to work in fashion and married a guy with fuck you money, so my 12-year-old has always been in awe of her just due to the clothes and the parties. This annoys Jessica, but we never thought much of it. Jessica is more the girl-next-door type and looks down on Madison for some of the glamour. My five-year-old has been having some behavioral issues lately, so we are working on that, but everyone is a little tense. Madison and her current husband stopped by Saturday night after attending some sort of gala fundraiser because he lent me some... Because he lent me something and I needed it back. Or he, oh, he lent me something and he needed it back. Madison was dressed up for the gala. Our five-year-old heard the noise and it woke her up. We had been having a tough day with her behavior and my wife was burnt out. She saw Madison and said, you look like a princess. You're so pretty and your dresses are so pretty. I wish you were my mom. Oof. Madison laughed and was like, oh, thank you, was Jessica thought was insensitive. When they left, she went off about what a bitch Madison was. I thought it would blow over, but she has been pressuring me to distance myself from the friendship. I argued Madison didn't even do anything, and it was about a dress, not my wife. But Jessica said that it doesn't matter what Madison did. She is my wife, and she is uncomfortable, so that should be my priority. Today, she brought it up again, and I snapped at her that she needs to work on her insecurity. No one did anything wrong, and I am entitled to a life and friendships which don't get to be dictated by her insecurities. Obviously, that did not go over well. That was the end of, uh... I
0: don't know about this one. I know, right? Because what? I don't, I don't know about punch. this one. I, I really don't think he did anything wrong, to be honest. Yep. He ain't done anything wrong. And, and for her to go off on him when the baby made this comment... Like, I mean... Like, what
1: was it, the friend supposed to say when the daughter... I mean, she said, oh, thank you, and you and the wife thought that was insensitive. Well, what the fuck did you expect her to say? No, bitch, that's your mom over there. Like, what did you want from a five-year-old? She just said thank you like you're supposed to do when you receive a compliment.
0: Like, what? It's like the straw that broke the camel's back as far as the mama goes. Like, that statement from the daughter was like... She already was like, I don't like that, bitch. But then when that comment came through from the daughter it was like oh hell no she probably thought about the implications of, of that she probably thought about if, if he was married to her like she probably thought about so much crazy shit with that yeah
1: but that now, is her own insecurity that isn't an actual existing problem that's how she perceives it, like how she feels about it but it's not like it don't sound like anybody's doing anything that, that's exacerbating it. like, according to him. Now, this is obviously his description of it.
0: This but. takes us to a new conversation. Men, there is a such thing as reality, and a such thing as how we are supposed to handle reality <laughs> when it comes to the women in, uh, that we engage with. And telling a woman directly while you're angry while she's angry you need to work on your insecurities that's not what we do bro <laughs> that is not going to win you no know, awards that's not going to get you no closer that's probably going to take head off the table for a couple of weeks that's not so you don't want to do this you know so the question then becomes if if your partner is having some issues with having a problem with another woman how do you have that conversation and i don't know because you have to have to know everybody involved to know exactly how people gonna respond. But as your wife, you shouldn't invalidate her experiences. You should listen to her and at the end of the day, um, figure out that conversation. Go to therapy, goddamn. This ain't a big issue. You can go to therapy for some shit like this.
1: I was scrolling through to try to see why people were saying that he he is the asshole i think it um it seems like generally it's because of him telling her that she was insecure like the insecure comment he made like you need to work on your insecurities that's basically why um but like some of these people are being unreasonable like this person like why did he stand there and not say something to defend that his wife is beautiful. No wonder she feels inadequate. To a 5-year-old, you want him to defend that his wife is beautiful to his 5-year-old fucking child who just woke up, probably was dreaming about Barbies and all uh, princesses and shit and then she come down and this bitch is dressed up fancy cuz she was at a, a, a gala. Like defend her to whom? The 5-year-old is the one who made the comment. That don't even make no sense.
0: <laughs> That's what I was about to say like imagine Imagine her husband wasn't a human. Imagine her husband was like a robot or an android, like a life lifelike version of him. And the wife said, Defend me. What the android would do would go start punching the five year old because she the one that fucked up. Like she the one that did the damage. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, like um
1: it's like uh that Rick and Morty episode where they left they left um what's the sister's name? Summer. Summer. They left Summer in the um in the ship, and uh-huh. it was supposed to defend Summer.
0: Oh and yeah. it did
1: the most fucked up shit defending her. Like <laughs> it started showing police officers their dead kids, and like just all kind of fucking bad shit. Because all it was trying to do was defend Summer. <laughs> That's what that reminds me. Are of. you caught up with Rick and Morty? I think so. Did they Speaking release five. another season?
0: You seen season five, the end where uh, uh Evil Morty come back? Yes. This, like, so season four kind of had me with like, okay, they losing it. But season five? Oh, man, I'm back. <laughs> this yeah. was a good-ass season.
1: I'm ready for them to come out with the because season five came out they,
0: how long ago? It came out a while ago, but they already signed oh. up for like 11 seasons, I think. And oh. they got an anime coming out for Rick and oh. Morty. I'm just glad yeah. they're on the train, because them dudes' minds, they need to keep going anyway, yeah.
1: Yeah, that um, just reminded me of that episode where the defending yeah. Summer and did it in the most fucked up ways.
0: <laughs> but the, the child is the one that truly fucked up, and Ooh. she deflected so hard from the child being the one that made the comment that made her feel that way. I just don't think that it's a husband's responsibility in that instance to appease you at the cost of a friend when a child's innocent unbeknownst don't understand what's going on mine is what conjured up what created the angst for you
1: yeah i don't think he's an asshole i think they got some some minor issues they need to work on jessica um needs to explore what her real issue is with with madison but yeah i don't definitely not for like not standing up his way it's a five-year-old i don't even know what the fuck y'all talking about (laughs) like what would y'all have wanted him to do like, punch the child in the face. Your mom's beautiful. Boom.
0: (laughs) But, like, imagine being a mama with two kids and and your 12-year-old is enamored with this person's life and how they dress. And then, like, clearly it don't sound like they live that kind of lifestyle. Mm -hmm. That don't necessarily mean she have to be jealous of it. You know, I am not jealous of niggas with drip. I'm going to wear my fallout shirt. (laughs) <laughs> whenever I feel like it in jogging pants because I, I dress for comfort even though I'm trying to get some assistance on dressing a little bit more uh, snazzy if you will but she might not be jealous of that stuff but I'm going to tell you what if, if, if you if you want to make a mama mad give her daughters somebody to look up to that ain't her <laughs> like that shit that shit'll, she'll punch you in the face for some shit like that yeah so, but yeah, Mama got some issues that she kind of need to to check out. But men, we we don't we don't come straight up to women and say you need to fix your issues. <laughs> you, we we don't we we can't do that. Can't afford it, brothers. You gotta be more creative. You gotta be like in your head. You gotta be like, damn, these some fucking insecurity issues. That's what this is. And then you gotta figure out a plan on how to address that. Maybe you gotta be look. We gotta go to counseling, babe, because blah blah blah. And then get somebody else in front of here in this situation so that they could tell your wife that they got you know what I'm saying you you gotta take your wife into consideration, man uh, and, and you know what if you value your marriage, there ain't no friendship ain't no friendship worth losing your marriage over um if you don't have to have it, um but also on principle, that ain't how I would act in a relationship. <laughs> no i don't think like what i just said is not what i would do yeah but but that's because i'm cold-hearted low empathy um low anxiety individual who can with people really quickly so i mean you know that might not be your story like i don't care listen this friendship is going to exist okay now you can make several decisions from this relationship existing you can leave anytime you know that person is coming over you can request that I don't talk about this person at all you can make sure that I know that you don't like this person being in front of our daughters you got a series of decisions to make you can leave me that's on the table too or we'll fight for the kids <laughs> and I'm connected to the community and judges so you take do that at your own risk but that's your decision set to make so, I'm I'm sorry to sound so cold-hearted in that 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 stance, but it's the hell it, it is.
1: I want to do this one because I feel like, from the title, it's automatically got to be an asshole. Because anytime people start talking about jokes, I always feel like...
0: Well, that's what I said about this motherfucker.
1: True. This so, one is, am I the asshole for defending my husband for a joke he made? I just feel like it's going to be some either racist or sexist or, like ableist it's gonna be some bullshit i just feel i just feel like it um she says or yeah it's a woman throw away fake names i a 29 year old female have a younger sister sally a 25 year old female sally is super smart and just finishing up med school she is engaged to seth a 28 year old mate male seth is doing his residency okay they will both be doctors Um, He and Sally went to the same med school where he was part of this group tutoring thing that was basically senior advanced students meet up with junior students to help them study. That is how Seth and Sally met. I'm married to Jim, who's 36. Yesterday, my parents invited all of us over for lunch, me, Jim, Sally, and Seth. We were all just chatting and talking about their wedding plans. When Jim made a joke, hey, Sally, now now we understand how you always get good grades. You sleep with all your teachers, eh? what <laughs> wow <laughs> he laughed and it was just a joke we all know sally gets good grades because she works hard but she looked kind of shocked and left the table seth got up and left too my parents started attacking jim that he was way out of line saying that to which jim replied it was just a joke and sally was too soft i also said that he didn't mean it in a bad way how can you not mean that in a <sighs> Anyway, Seth came back and demanded that Jim apologize to Sally. His tone was very rude, and Jim said he wouldn't be apologizing to anyone. We left after that. Mom messaged me again later saying we went too far. Maybe it wasn't the right time for Jim's joke, but I don't think it's anything that bad, and it was just in front of family. Plus, any everyone started attacking me, him, after that. And my the asshole, bitch, yes!
0: Absolutely. You and your
1: husband are so awful! Like, First of all, I hate when people feel like you can embarrass somebody in front of family and because family don't make a difference. You embarrass me, bitch, and it's going to be a problem. I don't give a fuck who's around. Wait, like, don't do that. Why would you even make that joke? It's rude. There's so many points. Like, If you do know for the wife to say, we know she works really hard to get her grade, then why would you make a joke that she made her grades by laying on her back? How is that not offensive? <laughs> and in front of her boyfriend. Her fiance, rather, I'm sorry, her fiance, who she met through a tutor. Look, like, it's just, it's inappropriate for so many reasons. And then for you to say that the boyfriend came back and demanded an apology in a rude tone. Well, what the fuck kind of tone did you think it was going to be after you insult to insult his fiance? Of course he was rude. He was mad. <laughs> well, you thought he was going to come back and be like, hey, jeepers, Jim. You think you could maybe apologize to Sally there? Thank you. Joke there went too far, bud. Like, did you expect him to come in like that, <laughs> or come in like a motherfucker who's upset that you angered and embarrassed his fiance? What you you how you how dare you talk about his tone? And your husband just told that rude ass joke, bitch. If you don't go somewhere, <laughs> wow,
0: wow. You know, Jim's inability to read the room. Is going to get him in problems along the way in his life. Uh, the First off, the joke is overtly inappropriate. And if you don't know it's inappropriate, the, 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 what makes it inappropriate is the just talking about sex in a family context, okay? If you didn't know that, that's the thing. Not only that, but you're making implications about unethical behavior on the part of the individual and teachers. So somebody who worked hard in a university, you're saying that they're unethical. You're also saying that they're slutty, which is misogynistic and sexist. You're also saying it in front of this person's boyfriend. You know, even if her life was riddled with, you know, promiscuity, you know, you having knowledge of that and saying it in front of somebody's boyfriend is completely inappropriate. Like, this is, it's so many points. You said it in front of somebody's Parents at a dinner, like, he it's so many points at which he should have noted this is inappropriate, and the fact that he can't read the room, and the fact that you can't read the room, mean that you both idiots. Neither and of you it, are smart. He probably said inappropriate rude
1: shit to the wife too, and she just take it, and so that's maybe she didn't got desensitized to it, because that kind of a joke. This ain't the first time he didn't say some shit like this, and I highly doubt that her is the first person he said some shit like that too wife might just be desensitized to it at this point because she just then got used to him saying bullshit like that and being okay with it. But you don't get to dictate who, what people are okay with. That's why we have like a, a very basic standard of sets of rules that you apply in social settings. And you broke the basic standards, bro. Like it's it was rude. And then to just double down <laughs> And everybody in the room, except for you and him, everybody else in the room knew it was rude and was mad about it and thought that it was inappropriate. Y'all two, the only two, who don't see it as problematic. Like, ma'am, get out of here.
0: Um, she lucky that uh, Seth didn't put hands on his ass. Yeah. Like, I'm not really a violent dude, but I do feel like there's a level of inappropriate you can be and something you could have done to somebody who is, one, innocent, two, who won't defend themselves, and three, who didn't deserve it, that I have to go try to put hands on you. Now, I emphasize try, because you never know. Shogun do not look like he got goddamn will roundhouse kick your ass off a balcony. (laughs) <laughs> it don't look like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But if you fuck with him, you'll get your ass roundhouse kicked off a fucking balcony. So, gotta be careful. Hey, how dare you talk to my girl? Oh, 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 I didn't mean it, bro. I can't even say that. I can't even apologize. I'm just gonna have to look him in the eyes and say, you're gonna whoop my ass. You better do it. But it ain't gonna be easy, bitch. <laughs> I have to take an ass whooping while giving that motherfucker all the hassle that I can.
1: <laughs> i was reading the comment basically everybody's like uh it's sex is women already have to work so hard for the things they accomplished for you to to relegate it to her fucking around to get it is rude it's also rude because um you're also insinuating that that's how she got with the boyfriend because again he was tutoring when they met and so she met him through those means as well mm-hmm. um and basically the joke was bad enough but then to refuse to apologize for it after you saw that it was offensive is also a reason why people were saying that he was the asshole
0: just man <laughs> awful you know what I, I i had to apologize to a girl once long ago we had been uh 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 last time i lived in charlotte i met her on e and we had a good time together you know we engaged for a season it was cool and for like six or seven months, we just had no problems, no arguments, no nothing. And I don't know what I triggered, but I was laying on the couch above her. She was laying on the floor. And when I have coins in my pocket, I just try to play with coins in my pocket. Really, whatever is in my pocket, I play with them. And we were saying something like sexual or something sexual happened on the TV. And she said something in And I was like, okay, do something strange for a piece of change. And I happened to have the coins in my hand, so I just dropped them. On her. (laughs) Bro. (laughs) I dropped the coins. Bloop. And it was like... I didn't think it would be a big deal. It was a really big deal. She jumped up, ran to the room, and slammed the door. And I was like... I didn't understand what the problem was. Um, But I apologized. I apologized not because... I felt like what I did was right or wrong, but because for whatever reason, I impacted the person that I did the thing to. And I think that's the part of apologizing that people got to understand that how a person responds to something you do. Your your apology isn't contingent upon how you feel about whether they should feel that way or not. They do feel that way. And in order to understand how they feel that way and why they feel that way, you gotta have a conversation with them. So that's like, that's important when it comes to apologizing. Like When you respect somebody, you'll apologize because you feel like you were a part of why they feel the way they feel. You know, if you're not a respectful person, then yeah, you're gonna defend your position and be like, you shouldn't have got offended. And if you do that, you a bitch.
1: Uh, I'm only going to do one more of the ones. All righty, then. This one sounds like some toxicity.
0: All right, let's see how it is.
1: Uh, am I the asshole for cutting my son's college fund because he refuses to visit me?
0: Mm, let's see. I just... I mean, I, toxic parenting. You're probably an asshole. You probably did some shit that's irreversible.
1: This is a 38-year-old man writing this. Uh, I have three kids, 18-year-old male, 16-year-old male, 13-year-old female. But one of them isn't biologically mine, the 16-year-old male. I found out about this three years ago. Ooh, It was a messy situation, so I ended up divorcing my wife and leaving. I moved to another city because I needed time to heal. Damn, you find out the middle child ain't yours?
0: Wait a minute, wait a minute. So... Oldest child is his, middle child isn't, and the youngest child is by somebody else? No, the youngest child is his.
1: He he found when
0: he oh he found out after all the kids was here.
1: (laughs) He found out that the middle child wasn't his. Later.
0: Milkman baby.
1: (laughs) Damn that's fucked up. Uh, I wasn't physically involved in my kids' life for two years, but I called them every day and talked to them. I also paid child support for the three of them. Here's where I know I did a terrible thing, and maybe that's why Alexander is mad at me and doesn't want to see me. So you already know why, sir. Why he don't talk to you? Uh, when I called my kids, I only called Sophia and Raphael, which was the 13-year-old female and the 18th, so his biological kids. Damn. Because I felt uncomfortable talking to Alexander. One day, he was angry and grabbed the phone, crying, and said, don't you love me, Dad? Why are they more important to you? Oh, Jesus. Oh,
0: this is so hard. So uh, the 16 year old don't know.
1: Uh maybe not. He just know the dad disappeared and only talked to the oldest and the youngest and not him.
0: Damn. Damn, this I didn't know this
1: was so, so fucking heavy when I chose it.
0: <laughs> See talking all that shit to me. Uh, Go. Continue.
1: Uh, I politely replied and said, honey look i love you but i need some time to heal i'm still your father and i'll be back soon oh he does know he knows i'm not his biological father but you're all the dad he's ever known so for for 16 years and then you just be like well your mama fucked up you ain't my kid no more you can't do that man jesus
0: bro you create a killmonger that damn that's what's happening
1: damn mom i mean mom mom didn't help this um I talked to him through messages because I didn't feel completely comfortable doing a FaceTime. I moved back to my city last year with my new partner to settle down. And my kids, 13-year-old female and 18-year-old male, came to visit me immediately. But Alexander didn't come. So I went to his mom to see what was going on. And I talked to him and also apologized for treating him that way, but refused to come. But he still refused to come to my house and said that he only wanted to hang out with me. And we did that. When he found out my wife, he refused to come to my wedding was pregnant, he told me not to visit him again. Then I found out his mom was seeing Alexander's biological father. Damn. So I thought that my son wanted a relationship with his bio dad instead. So even if it hurts, I respected his wishes until I found out he rejects this guy. Raphael says that one day this guy was trying to spend time with him, but Alexander said, look, dude, no hard feelings, but don't try to force a fatherly role on me because you are not my dad and I already have one. So I decided to invite him again to live with me because my other two kids live with me 80% of the time. and He is the only one who refuses. My daughter was born six days ago. And he hasn't come to see his half sister. So I called him and said that he doesn't, if he doesn't come to see me, I'll be cutting his college fund. He told me to fuck off and then hung up my mom says i'm being an asshole for threatening him that way am i the asshole seriously i don't see the point of paying a college fund for a child that doesn't even want to see me you need to be trying to fix this relationship with him instead of just trying to force him to be okay with shit. that kid went through a lot like you can't just disappear for two years and treat him like he wasn't your fucking child and i get where you were sir i get where you were at I get that you found out your wife cheated on you. You've been taking care of these three kids and she had fucked somebody else and made that middle kid. I get that. However, if you want people to understand the trauma that you went through and finding that out, then you have to understand the trauma that this child went through and being basically casted to the side for two fucking years while he had to watch you still engage with his sibling. I don't know that it's better that he knows that you're not his biological dad i feel like that makes it worse because both of you were victims in this like he he had nothing to do with his mama fucking somebody else both of you developed this father-son relationship and now because of what mom did you just disappeared for two years and now you just expect him to come back around and it'd be okay that's gonna take effort and work to just expect him to just want to come back around and them two years not fucking matter is unfair and unrealistic he has a lot of healing that he needs to do and y'all can do that but you you threatening him and trying to force him to like come and see you and play this happy family shit you can't just ignore and pretend like that shit didn't happen that's not how that works like i can't even imagine that broke my heart reading that that you didn't talk to him for two years, while you still engaged completely with his siblings, and he had to watch that—that's so fucked up. Again, I get why you did it, but fuck! Imagine being a child and having to deal with that, and then you expect him just to come back around and be like, "Sure, dear old dad, let me let me see my half sister," which really ain't even his half sister biologically. She just—it's so ugh, God, that's such a tangled he the the. the uh, the poster is an asshole, but like, I don't think it's like an intentional toxic kind of shit that I thought when I read it. I think that he just don't, he hasn't given any credence to what that kid went through and that it ain't as easy as just popping back up and saying, Hey, I'm sorry. I wasn't there for two years. Let's just pick up where we left off. You can't do that. That doesn't.
0: Oh, well, I want to empathize empathize with the dad, you know going through the situation he went through where he thought these was his kids. He found out one of them was his kid and, you know, it's clear that he's desperate to have a relationship with his kid, you know? And so I empathize with him. But also fuck you, nigga, like two things to be true at the same time. <laughs> fuck you. Like when it come to adults and kids, fuck the adults most of the time. The kids, I'm coming for them because they don't deserve the shit that y'all be putting the motherfuckers through sometime. Like you put the anger that you should have had, which you probably did have for the mother, you projected some of that shit to the kid. And whether you feel like that's what you was doing, you was taking time, that's how that child interpreted what you were doing. You were fucking blaming him for the shit that ain't got nothing to do with him. And now you have the motherfucking unmitigated gall to say, come see me, I'm gonna cut your ass off. Come see your half-sister, I'm gonna cut your ass off. I hope that boy come come to the house with goons and whoop your ass. <laughs> I hope so. But this remind me, man, this... Do you, have you ever seen My Hero Academia? No. It's an anime.
1: That's why I haven't seen <laughs> it. It's about
0: this whole... It's about this world that exists where people have these things called quirks, which are basically powers. And, you know, everybody got the potential to have them. Some people got them and they're useless as fuck, like, you know... Meg fingernail growing power that she had in that one episode. (laughs) Some are utterly useless so you really still gotta live a regular ass life but some of them give you massive amounts of power and so they had these superhero schools where you learn how to become a superhero how to use your powers and use your quirks but of all the anime that I've seen this anime has such a deep deep father son broken relationship dynamic that is outlandish it's basically this superhero who was jealous of the number one superhero. He was so vigilant about getting one of his kids to be a hero that he like wouldn't let him be around the other kids because the other kids didn't have quirks or useful quirks. And he had like a great one with great potential. And he always took him aside, made him train. When the mama came and said, hey, you working him too hard, he'll slap the shit out of her. And now he's the number one hero. So he's where he want to be. And he's realized that he's soft, but now his kids don't fuck with him. Like the daughter, she wants nothing but for them to be a happy family. The other son don't want anything to do with him at all. And the main son that he was training is back training under him. But he basically told him, he said, look, I'm just using you to the end to learn my power. Because the reason that our family is fucked up and the reason that mama is fucked up is because of you. Because he had their mama committed to a, a psych ward because she was like getting in the way of his training. So it's like he manipulated the system and had, because he a top hero, he had her committed. And so she just didn't even have no impression on the family. So this story, having three kids specifically, and I just saw this arc in the show last night, family dynamics are complicated, y'all. But you know what, when you are a father, you have a responsibility to the lives that you helped create. You are not going to be perfect. But parents, you, everyone, of y'all should know this. There is a level of fucked up that you can do that you can't come back from, that you can't recover from. And one day, that shit gonna come to eat eat you, bite you in the face. I was gonna say eat you in the ass, but <laughs> I don't, it'll, I don't, it'll do that too.
1: I don't think he's there yet. Just because, of, first of all, fuck mom. Let me just say that, mom, you you so fucking trash for this because not only did you do this shit. But then when he finds out and divorces you, you just run back to the nigga you was fucking and made the baby with. And then, like, work. y'all going to be a whole happy family. Like, that shit was going to work. Like, mom, bitch, <laughs> man, no ma'am. But I said that he, it's not too late That in that if that's what the, the kid said to his biological dad that he already had, he still wants a relationship with this man. You going to fuck it up by doing this, bull, this threatening bullshit and cutting that nigga off for sure that is a definite way to put a nail in this fucking coffin and bury this shit um but if you don't do this and you work on your relationship with him and trying to make amends because you fucked up and again i get why you fucked up i am not saying that i don't understand where he was at i can't imagine raising a kid for, for 16 years and then finding out that nigga not choice <laughs> And we don't even know how he found out. We don't even know, like, how did he find out that far in? Like, normally, did the kid get hurt and they needed blood, and then he found out he couldn't donate blood because they are di- like, how, how? did he even find out that this kid wasn't his child?
0: Yeah, that is a, that, that is a question.
1: That late into the game, and mom, mom probably thought she was in there, right? She'd have had another kid with him after this kid. He didn't accept that this child this is his own. We live in life like, how did all of this blow the fuck up?
0: But you know what also the excuses that he's making, he's not taking accountability that he made this decision based off of being hurt. He's trying to act like it's a practical reason why he oh. made this decision. Oh, about if, the if, yeah. Yeah, if it was practical to not be paying this money for a child that don't belong to you, you should have did that shit day one. Yeah. Don't do this shit two years later and then give stipulations on the reason why you're doing it. Just acknowledge that you're fucking hurt and 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 own that shit, and tell your son that you hurt. You know he's still gonna say fuck you, which he should. You know at least for now. You know, and and it's not to say that they won't get together at some point. Maybe right now the son just ain't ready to confront this shit. Maybe he's not emotionally intelligent enough to to to, to look at this shit like that. And maybe he's
1: doing it the right way. It just seemed like he's trying to force it, like force him to come over and be like that. Ain't the
0: way you do it. I think his meat, his methods are not good. Well, the 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 this is where a parent who is desperate to recover from some shit meets impatience with the other person that they want to meet it. And again, that comes with that like parent parental ideology. When you spent sixteen years telling this kid, um. You spent 16 years telling him what he should do. Well, I don't I don't know how old he was when you found out, but you spent all these years expecting this child to do what you say, and now this child is actually telling you what they ain't going to do It start getting into that parental entitlement shit, and how dare you disrespect me. It's like you ain't finna do an on and off switch on being a father, nigga. You, you turned the off switch. You put the off switch on for two fucking years, and you ain't finna walk in here and put an on switch on without taking this motherfucking verbal lashing, nigga. Take that shit, let it roll off your back, and then hope, hope that I give a fuck tomorrow. But otherwise, you be best in your in your best interest to like take that money and shove it in your ass. <laughs> Cause like I don't think people understand how how important emotional experience is. Like, if if your if your partner make you mad, Jen, it ain't nothing that he can buy you and bring into the house and give you, that's gonna change that situation. Nope, that's gonna make me more angry. It don't matter what it is. Hey, it's a car side with a bow on it. You still a bitch, why would you buy a car instead of trying to fix what the fuck you did? They don't give a fuck yeah. about no car. <laughs> exactly, so like when it comes to emotional experience, you have to take accountability, adjust that person's concern, and then move accordingly. But if you think that you could just put a price On a motherfucker treating you differently? No.
1: Yeah, everybody's basically sick because you you abandoned. And then really, he abandoned all the children because you, yes, you spoke to the other two, but you didn't physically see them for two fucking years. That whole, this shit wrecked the whole family dynamic. Like, you were a better father to the mother, too, but you were shitty to all of them. Like, Who go two years and not see none of their kids? You just took two years off and was just making phone calls and paying child support when you had been there every day. Imagine going from waking up every day and seeing your dad, being able to talk to him, him being maybe an involved father who was coming to your games and all of that shit, to this nigga just disappearing and FaceTiming you every now and then. Like... You you didn't do a good job with all of them, you super fucked up with him because you didn't even do the phone call shit with him. Oh, and uh uh hilarious somebody in the comments mentioned this hilariously enough, you disappeared on him and expect him to be okay with it. But now that he disappeared on you and ain't wanting to talk to you in the same way that you didn't want to talk to him, you want to cut him off and be mad. You you did this shit to him first. <laughs> You cut him off and disappeared and didn't wanna see him because of what he reminded you of. But now you expect him to see you and be reminded of the fact that you left him out here and didn't give a fuck about him for two years. And he supposed to just tough that shit out cause you wanna see him. That's not how that works. That's not how that works. You have got to acknowledge how fucked up what you did was and work towards trying to fix that and give him the space to do that. And it's not gonna be on your timeline. It's not going to be on your timeline. You're on his timeline now. You took two years. You're going to have to just eat, take this ale. That's just what it is. <laughs> like, If it took you two years to get in a place, he's a child. He's a teenager. You did really expect him because you just returned, that he's supposed to just be like, okay, everything's over now. Like, no, no, absolutely not. And, and he's between a rock and a hard place. He either with the woman that lied to him. Or the father that abandoned him. <laughs> Both of his parents ain't shit. <laughs> or the yeah. biological father he never knew and don't know and don't really want to get, get to know. Because who who the fuck knows what kind of guy that guy is.
0: Yeah.
1: It sound, you know what it sounds like? I know you don't really watch King of the Hill. <laughs> it's Dale and uh, John Redcore and Nancy. Nancy got pregnant by John Redcorn and had this little Indian child that that Dale was raising, even though he looks like an Indian. Like, we all know, watching the show, it's very obvious. This is what would have happened if Dale had found out, I guess. Mm. (laughs) That Joseph wasn't his child. And that he was John Redcorn's dad. Sir actually made a song and a video that used, I don't know, I guess he got permission from the creators that used all the shit from, um, that's one of my favorite songs and my favorite videos mm-hmm. it's called john redcorn mm-hmm. and the video uses like the characters they're black they're all it's like if if king of the hill was black basically but the song is like from john redcorn's perspective in that and way. the
0: chorus is like alone why am i alone why am i alone if you know that you want me to yep so it's like It ain't, and and this is that because the woman got back with the dude, you know, after this whole situation. (laughs) It's like still having that engagement. I don't know. It's a hard I mean, but, you know, it's hard because it's like a part of me is saying, Pops got out of there and Pops got out of there. He he didn't stick around in a toxic relationship. He left, but how he left and what he left behind in his kids I, I would still applaud him for leaving if he had maintained a relationship with all three of his kids, because when he came back, his other two wanted to come stay with him. Like that, he was, he's that kind of a guy that his kids still wanted a relationship with him. So that's okay. Like it's okay. If you to leave a t- shit. Even if you got kids, it's okay to leave that shit, you know, but if you leave it in a way where you leave in hearts broken and you leaving kids, traumatized I can't I can't support that shit I can't support it you're supposed to have left but you should have left better man
1: yeah Um, you are the asshole but it's like again it's not maliciously just being like you just didn't give a fuck I really think that he didn't know what to do and he just responded in the worst possible way but it was a, I mean, it's a terrible situation. I can't, I don't know what that feels like. I can't imagine raising a child, thinking your family's great, you got a good wife and three kids, and then <laughs> waking up one day and realizing that this child that you loved and you put all of this effort and time into isn't biologically your child, that this woman's been lying to you. Like, I don't know. I don't know. That, I'm sure that was hard too. But like I said, if it was hard for you, imagine what it was like for him finding out. Because now that distinguishes him from his siblings. He already the middle child. Middle child syndrome is a real thing, but being a middle child is already difficult. But then now he's their half brother. Like he's distinguished from them. Even if you hadn't done what you did, he was going to have trouble dealing with this because now this, this makes him different. It makes him stand out in a a negative way because now I got a different dad. Y'all aren't even my full siblings. Y'all both have the same dad. Like it's an exclusionary thing, I'm sure. And then for you to reinforce the exclusion by not talking to this little nigga made it worse.
0: And everybody probably turned on mama. So what? Everybody probably turned on mama. Probably. Like for the other kids that moved in with him? Oh, yeah. Like they're like, no, nah, man, Mama fucking tripping, man. She don't bought that motherfucker that she cheated on you with up into the house and shit. Hell no, nah. I ain't you with want it, Daddy. To play happy family? No, nah. nope, nope. Leave it. He
1: ain't my daddy. Don't I deserve happiness?
0: <laughs> Mama, no, nah. not in this way. Not in this way. You did it wrong. You got your happiness wrong.
1: and you kept. So my thing is. You not only did you stay, you had another kid with your husband. You knew that child was his and you just stayed and had another baby with him. And maybe she, I don't know, she maybe thought that one wasn't his too. I don't know what the circumstances was surrounding the other guy and whether or not it was a possibility that both kids was going to be this dudes or not. But you stayed in this marriage and not only stayed continue continued making children, knowing that you weren't happy or whatever the fuck reason in your mind justified you running off fucking this other dude. You went back and had another child and ended another child into this circus show. That one was a lot heavier than I was going to be. I just thought it was going to be a toxic dad that was like, he didn't want to come home for dinner and on the weekends to see me, so I'm cutting him off. I thought it was going to be that shit. Yeah,
0: Not no, that, that shit was tough.
1: Fucking shit. Jeez.
0: Yeah, that shit was tough. <laughs>
1: God. Awful. Awful. Do you have any?
0: uh Let me see what I got. Run up. I can't remember what I put up here. Oh, no. Okay. It's inappropriate one. Oh, it's crazy. I left it up there. I'm not gonna talk about it. Um
1: uh okay well if you find a reddit that you would like for us to discuss uh you can send it to us through our gmail account or through social media gmail is conversation call artists at gmail.com you might want to take a screen cap of it that people delete them so like if you, you can put the link put the link too but if you only put the link sometimes people go back and delete them whether because maybe they put too much identifying information or whatever the fuck. sometimes you'll go and the link won't work anymore so you if you can just screenshot it and send it and send the link and we'll look it up on the link if we can but in the event that they've deleted it that way we'll still have it because folks be deleting shit i mean you can watch, you can read something and go back like two hours later and that shit is gone there's not even a time frame <laughs> so it's best to uh screenshot them if you can
0: <laughs> so Let's go on and get into the shootings. We've been out for a few weeks and so there's been uh, a a burst of shootings and you know, history keep repeating itself. Everything that was happening at some point that people forget about is just come back around to happen again. So right now school shootings and shit and police brutality shit is showing back up in the news. Like the cycle always have happened. So if you didn't know. Uh, gentlemen, well, you fucking do know. But we Thank just to talk about... Uh, I'm going to give a quick rundown of the shootings. Buffalo shooter went and shot up uh, a grocery store full of uh, black people on purpose. Chose that place to do it intentionally. Uh, wrote a 106-page manifesto talking about it. Uh, and a big part of his dialogue had Tucker Carlson's white replacement theory in it. I'm not saying that's Tucker Carlson's theory, but he talked about white people being replaced by minorities so much that this kid pretty much adopted that way of thinking into going into the shooting. And enacted his grief on this person. Um, That moves us over into the Texas shooting. In which uh 18 kids were shot and killed and two adults. And I, I guess conversation that was being had with Sandy Hook is, well, you know, if you don't do nothing about kids dying, then when will it ever get done? When will it ever get done? And it's the same talking points that we've always had.
1: Well, the NRA put out a statement and said that this was just a lone individual who had problems and that they're saddened by this just like the rest of the country. But this is one guy with some guns. And it's not a gun issue.
0: Listen, if politicians are going to not call it a gun issue and going to call it a mental health issue, stop just using calling and get a mental health. You as a scapegoat, you know, as y'all know, me and red are therapists. Mm-hmm. Where am I raised? Nigga.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Cause the cost of living and going up my shit is not increased. right? right.
0: You're right. Okay. It's mental health. Why y'all ain't increasing Medicaid rates? Huh? Yeah. Like give therapists the funding to work with these kids. So that ain't the issue. They don't want to put no money in mental health. They don't want to put no money in guns. They just want to divert the rhetoric away from guns so that nobody don't touch them because the NRA pay them motherfuckers so much money. The gun lobby pays them so much money. And Mitt Romney get paid the most. He's oh, been relatively yeah. reasonable He's been relatively reasonable in in years. He was reasonable when it came to Trump. He did not fuck with Trump. He still did Romney though. But Republicans as a whole, fucking trash. Trash. I just...
1: You know, even when you start talking about having, like, um, having things in place, because nobody's saying, you know, Take away your guns, but that's always how it's like shown. It's like how it's portrayed when, when you have conversations around gun control, uh, having some, some things in place to keep people who don't need to have fucking guns from being able to get them if you're sane. And then, sure, I have your guns, I suppose. But they don't even want to, you're talking about mental health. You don't even want to put nothing in place to avoid people who may have mental health issues for being able to access guns. You want just guns, freedom for everyone. And so we're going to keep running into this, but y'all don't want to put any policies in place or anything like that, because America, we should be able to have our guns. That's why they're
0: This how stupid they are. <laughs> One politician, that lady with the guns that be carrying gun, trying to be carrying guns into the Senate and shit. I can't remember her name. But she like Bobert. Something Bobert. She said when 9-11 happened, we didn't ban airplanes. <laughs> Do you know how much more difficult the restrictions became to get onto a fucking airplane, bro? Of course, we didn't ban airplanes, but we ain't talking about banning fucking guns. Some people are. You know how hard it would most- be for people to go out and buy planes, like to set up the same
1: things that let's say they didn't even increase all of the shit they did—the security measures that they increased to get on a plane. Let's say they didn't even do that. Who out here just buying planes to fly to build this? Let's not act like buying a plane is the same level of ease as buying a gun. I go get a gun right now. I'll probably never own a plane. <laughs> So ma'am, shut the fuck up, what are you saying? But that's the kind of simple shit that works for simple-minded people. I'm sure that there are people who follow her that were like, that's right, that she gets it. Like, no, y'all are all stupid.
0: you This idiot. is the thing, this is the thing. Republicans say that guns are not the problem, and they that's true. Guns are not the problem, guns are not the problem. However, Guns are tools that create the problems that people have, right? If you issue every American when they turned 18 a grenade, there'll be a hell of a lot more fucking deaths by grenade in the country. <laughs> but you know what? Nobody fucking have grenades. And so how many articles do you read about motherfucking family dying from a grenade at the kitchen table? You, you don't because they're they don't they're not accessible. OK, so let, let's go at the logic that guns aren't the problem. Guns aren't the problem. But having access to the guns is a situation because we live in a mentally unfit society where people don't want to address mental health. And we have people that are isolated enough to become these martyrs for whatever cause that they they got. And, And this is the issue. But guns are not the problem. The real, real problem is the culture that America has created around guns. That's the problem. That's the true problem. If we really believed that guns were meant for us to protect ourselves in our homes, then everybody would have a gun locked up in their bottom drawer in their home accessible for some bullshit to go down. But there's but no, because Republicans, they just they want to buy a new AR fifteen and and pleasure themselves with it. <laughs> they want to lick the tip. They want to lick the tip of the gun. Listen. Like where you were here, when On Point was
1: here, uh, we we went for brunch. And on my way to go to the brunch place, I didn't see the beginning of this altercation. So I'm not sure what this minivan did. They maybe cut this guy off. I mean, we're we're in uh in a city, so it's not like it's not an interstate, it wasn't anything like that. And it's not a super busy city, but anyway, all I know. Guy that got cut off or whatever have you was behind me, minivan beside me. The minivan had two elderly black people in it. This maniac in the vehicle behind me, because of whatever this minivan did, is yelling out of the window, calling the man in the car, a boy, because this was a white guy. The fa- the, the family in the, the van was uh, black and we're in Alabama, waving a gun. I'll oh, fuck you up. Just like losing it because of whatever minor traffic infraction that occurred. And I was, we're all stopped at a red light, so nobody can go anywhere. (laughs) And I'm just sitting in my car like, Jesus, please do not let me get shot while sitting at a red light while I'm headed to brunch. If that is not the the American life that they tell black people they're supposed to have, pull yourself up, I'm headed to brunch. (laughs) Let me get the brunch without dying because of whatever altercation that occurred and you feel a need to just pull your gun out and start waving it. But that's the culture that we live in. That's the country that we live in. This is what people do and how easily accessible guns are. And guess what? Nothing happened. He was yelling. They were terrified. You can tell that they were terrified in the car. And they just kind of like, drove at the regular speed like hoping he he went around me ran a like i don't know where the fuck he was trying to get to why he was so upset what's going on in his life all i know is that i've been cut off in traffic i've almost been hit because people will change lanes and not pay attention don't see their blind spot don't check their blind spot at no point have i ever gotten angry enough where i felt the need to pull up to them and wave a fucking gun out of the window That shit is bananas. Like, the overreaction. Jesus. But that just happened a couple of weeks ago.
0: Again. If instead of having guns, we had bananas, there'd be banana peels every fucking way, okay? That's (laughs) just how it is. It's like the presence of something means that there's going to be a more prevalent presence of it in terms of seeing its use. You know and so guns you're gonna see more people getting shot because of the culture that we created. this boy had like 54 magazines in the in the Texas shooting like this man shot his grandmama because she saw him leaving the house fully armed and uh, I wanna go I won't trying to get too deep into this, but I just this is just one part of this story that I have to talk about first off, all they've done is lied about this response.
1: Oh, yeah. Were, They've well, changed
0: the story so many times. Yeah. What supposed to have happened is that when he shot his grandmama, it ended getting it ended up getting him in a police chase and the police followed him. And when the, they got to the school, he crashed in a ditch. He got out, ran to the school, returned fire towards the police with an AR-15, got over the fence for the school, went into the school. And that's when he started shooting the police. Instead of going in, they didn't go in. They because they were out outgunned. That's the reason they were outgunned. Well, we can't return. We we can't we can't match up to an AR-15. We only got pistols. So yeah, just let the kids die, cause you yeah. know. And, and this is the fucked up crazy part. This is why I don't nobody like the goddamn police. Is because that whole uh that whole I want to make it home to see my kids and my family shit. That cowardice. <laughs> It makes you make cowardly decisions, and I guess the white community and police haven't been able to look at police shootings of black people as cowardice, because they excuse it by saying, "Well, they shouldn't have been doing theirs, or they shouldn't have been committing a crime." But like this was a true act of cowardice. Like there are unarmed kids at risk in this place, and you mean to tell me? Y'all ain't gonna even run in there and try to get your get the kids safe. Nope. Now, it took an hour and a half roughly for them to get into the school. But the biggest thing that's been coming out is that the police were treating the parents that were just really wanting their kids to be safe so bad. They were outside telling the parents shut the fuck up, threatening to tase them. They had to One, handcuffs. And put her on the ground because she wanted to go in and get her kids and um and she or she wanted the police to do it this woman somehow convinced the police to get her out of the handcuffs she ran jumped over the fence went into the school found her fucking kids and came back out of the school and left bro bro do you know how ridiculous that shit sounds the whole thing is ridiculous um it,
1: so I more and more
0: one want. Goddamn. Uh, I guess not saying that she can't be an abusive parent. She could be a terrible mother, but she was like, "I ain't gonna lose my fucking child support. I ain't gonna lose my benefits." Not to joke about, the I but
1: I'm uh, working on my accents because at this point, it's embarrassing to be from here. It's embarrassing. It is an embarrassment. To- be attached to america i'm saying it i don't give a fuck i'm sorry it's an embarrassment at this point i feel like i need to just work on my accent so that other people don't know because i don't want people to think i'm from here at this point because christ it's, 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 it is. it's such an embarrassment at this point I and I I don't know that it's ever going to get any better. That's the thing, because the NRA exists because their pockets are deep and they're able to make other people's pockets deep. I feel that this is a conversation that we are going to have forever because these folks are never, ever, ever, ever going to allow. And again, nobody say take away all the guns at this point. I don't even know that that would be even fucking possible. But like they're not even willing to try to put any kind of anything in place to make it more difficult because they see that as un-american but what's not un-american apparently is school shootings and children dying that's american as apple pie and i guess that's okay and I, I have nothing else to say it's fucked up and i'm tired of living here
0: <laughs> at this point let me bow.
1: trash it's trash it's together i don't
0: plan on going nowhere but I don't like it, and on TikTok I just keep seeing so many people from other countries responding to this shit. And it just make me feel stupid and stupid for being here, <laughs> even though I'm like I I want re- responsible for myself for getting here. <laughs> but hearing them saying shit, it'd be like, you Americans are so, you're so. What is happening over there? Why why are you all poor? <laughs> In our country, we feed the poor. <laughs> it's, it's preposterous. In our country, we have health care for everyone. You mean an aspirin in a hospital costs $150? Wow. America, y'all are fucking terrible. It's true. When are you, I... Why do you let children die in schools, America? Like, they be so condescending with the conversation. You can't get mad because it deserves condescension. It's true. It's like, and I hate, but see, what I hate is y'all because I'm black. You know what I'm saying? It's like, Bro, I'm an involuntary American. <laughs> this ain't, this, this don't count for me, right?
1: No, we all look bad. I, I, you know, and again, I don't know, I don't know that it's going to get better. I, I, I think I'm kind of losing hope that it will. I feel like this is just going to become the norm. Like people doing this shit just going to become, because the, the things that need to change ain't going to change because the people in power who could make it change ain't willing to do it. So this just gonna become the norm. My fear is that we just gonna get so desensitized to this shit that you're gonna see a school shooting and be like, oh another one? Okay. And then you continue eating your honey nut Cheerios. Like why
0: fuck you eat honey nut Cheerios instead of like something better?
1: What's wrong with honey nut Cheerios?
0: Uh, they so they so regular.
1: Yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's cereal. I don't need a whole lot of shit in the morning. Why not? You put it in your coffee. I put a little bit of creamer. I drink my coffee strong.
0: It's you not like
1: sugar to it? I only put creamer in it. The creamer has sugar. That's too much.
0: Well, I didn't know you use sweet creamer. Some people just use creamer that ain't got no sugar. No, that
1: shit is it. disgusting. I, I've done that, and before I realized that that was a thing, I went to you know you go to these conferences and stuff all the time and so i was like i'll put creamer in there and they were like no sugar i was like i only use creamer not realizing it wasn't sweetened i took a sip of that bullshit mistake so i do sweetened creamer but only a little bit i like my coffee strong i got you um caitlin jenner caitlin jenner
0: oh what she gonna do <sighs>
1: Uh, Caitlyn Jenner says everybody thinks they're trans because it's so highly publicized in the media. She says that there's only a small, there's a video that she did. It's an interview. I don't know why people still give a fuck about it, to be honest. Uh, The Pivot Podcast. And she said that there's a tiny, any bitty percentage of the population that's actually trans and that everybody else is doing this because it's popular and it's on social media and this is a trans person saying this she's so problematic for trans people like she is the uh, what's her good oh uh, what's his name uh the the neurosurgeon that was running for for uh president bill ben carson she is the ben carson of transgender people just the same way that black people was like nah for being i feel like trans people are like fuck Caitlyn jenner At this point, she just stays saying problematic shit. But her thing is she doesn't believe that a lot of people that are coming out as trans now are actually trans. She thinks that they're being influenced by the media. And that the true trans community is made up of a very small
0: population of people. Well, that's stupid to think. I mean, when it's a group that's been marginalized into obscurity and hiding, then there are no numbers or statistics on how many of these people exist. I mean, so how, where did she get the data from of how many that that is? Maybe all of the people that are on social media are trans, the trans community just has the social, mm, social fortitude now to talk about it because other people are talking about it. It's impossible for her to know. This is just a very bad take.
1: It is um and i mean now i have watched there are videos on youtube uh of people that are detransitioning they get so much hate from actual trans people because they feel like this this is it this is what makes it so difficult for us because we got people like you who do this that detransition and then everybody feel like all of us are just confused and don't know what we are doing there are detransition video people talking about their detransition and why they decided to Stop the transition process on YouTube, but actual trans people get pissed as fuck. They be mad as a mother- um.
0: About- well, you know, detransitioning be um. It's it's utilized by turfs, <coughs> which is uh Dave Chappelle kind of popularized the term with his um stand-up, which is a trans-exclusionary radical feminist. Basically, they are such radical feminists that they won't accept um, trans women as women. To them, they are men. Uh, So they are pretty toxic um, in that regard. I also have come across the term SWERFs, which are sex work exclusionary, radical feminists. Um, the essence of that is so my understanding of feminism for women is that if all other variables is accounted for women can make any decision about their bodies that they want, including sex work. But Swerves believe that sex work is only a tool of of patriarchy sexism and misogyny and can't be something that a woman wants to do so they don't include women who participate in sex work as a protected class they look at them as a class of women manipulated by men into doing something even if they say they want to do it um but turfs you would you say i don't know um (laughs) But turfs use the group of detransitioning people to kind of challenge trans, and but
1: that's why trans people get mad about
0: people that exactly because exactly they, they they're they like, used against get, the community. Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: and you know, a lot of times you just don't know the reason why somebody is is detransitioning, um. But that doesn't mean that most of the people who are saying that they're trans are not. Uh, also, like. A lot of people think about, most people who think about trans, only think about sex, man. It's not a sex thing. Being transgender is not a sex thing. That's why it's transgender. It's a gender thing. It's an internal difference from what society expects somebody to look like on the outside versus what their experience is on the inside. And, you know. The world just hadn't caught up with understanding this stuff, and people don't even understand what non-binary is. Somebody asked me what I date a non-binary person, and I was like, "Yeah, I date a non-binary person," and they were like, "Well, what if what 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 if they had different sex?" I said, "Okay, that's different diff- different conversation. Being non-binary don't have anything to do with like sex or organs or anything physical." Non-binary,
1: non-binary huh? Non-binary confuses. I don't fully understand
0: non-binary. Non-binary just meaning someone not wanting to adhere to the social expectation of gender norms. So non-binary just means I don't want to be referred to as a she or a her because those terms are so deeply infused with what society expects out of she's and hers. So I'm non-binary. So non-binary at least means that don't Tell me to get in the kitchen and cook. Don't anything, any possible thing you think about what this this group supposed to do. Don't apply me to that. Same thing for 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 men who are non-binary. Look, I'm I'm um they them because they don't want to be paired with what society deems makes a man a he or a him. That's all that is. It ain't. It's just I don't want to be identified with social norms. It don't have nothing to do with they, they sexuality. It don't have nothing to do with they um. Their particular gender um because I met somebody who is a woman who acknowledges and identifies themselves as a a woman um who is non-binary whose pronouns are they them but they're also comfortable with miss because I say miss all the time it's you know it's just it's fine it's just that don't have anything to do with sexuality or or relationships anything like that that's just a own their own way of wanting to identify in the gender construct That's it. But we we just haven't caught up with what these things mean. And there's a lot of people who are pushing back so far on this, especially here in America, because, like, almost every other culture, African cultures, Native American cultures, have a term for these things, for these groups. non Non-binaries, trans people, they have existed across the spectrum of time. Are they accepted in those other groups? Yes. In in Native American culture, that's uh, two-spirited. Because you know there is a strong emphasis on males being chiefs, but there are some women who have that level of energy in which they refer to as as two-spirited because they had what they believed was the uh, nurture factor from women but also the uh, the strength factor for men. So they acknowledge those women as special women who got to run with the chiefs. like it it's been accepted like in a lot of different cultures across time, this binary has existed. This Not binary, but this spectrum has existed. And clearly, yes, there are cultures who don't fuck with it. Mostly, you're going to find that in, in Christianity, post-Christianity. But a lot of other cultures have accepted that it's a, a, a scale or a spectrum on which sexuality lies. And so, we just really want a binary to exist here. And not only that, but like, politicians are eager to limit even the exposure to that you know trying to push all of these lgbt stuff back into obscurity where it used to be which is problematic because the people who they're trying to push into obscurity exist that's problematic but yeah she's a problem man
1: Yes, she's she's been a problem since she, she came out as trans. She's been pro- but here's the thing. Caitlyn Jenner is still very much I feel like mentally privileged. Like that didn't change over. Like her being transgender and being able to to transition didn't change the fact that For the majority of her life, she lived her life as a privileged white man, and that just come out all the time. And this this being one of those cases of that shit showing itself. Yeah, it's still very much apparent in the way that she moves, and the way that she thinks about things. Because why would you fucking say that? She's so stupid. Um. Walmart made a Juneteenth ice cream, people backlash, now they removing it.
0: <laughs> Why are they removing it?
1: Uh, people got mad about it, felt like they were... Um,
0: Who got mad about it?
1: I'm assuming black people?
0: Nope. Black people did get mad about it, but I'm inclined to believe that the reason that they took it off of the shelves was because conservatives got mad about it. Conservatives got mad about it because, you know, they get into their culture war shit, Walmart trying to be woke, because on my timeline, it was the black version of mad. But on other people's timeline, it was the like, on the conservative timelines, it was the white version of mad. Like, nobody was happy with this decision. But when it comes to black people calling for change and white conservatives calling for change, they don't normally change for us before they change it for white conservatives. But if y'all saw, if you saw that picture of the Juneteenth, bro, the thing that got me is like, even if I would be like, okay, Juneteenth, you know, whatever it is. I mean, black people say they want to be included. They get included. They don't like the way they get included. That's what's going to happen. Right? We wanted Juneteenth to be acknowledged. We said we want that shit to be a federal holiday. And I'm glad it's a federal holiday. But you know what happened along with that? This kind of (laughs) shit. But there was a plate on there that said, it's the freedom for me. I was like, hell no. Hell no. <gasps> like y'all know number one, June, that was emancipation, bro. That was emancipation. That wasn't freedom. That was not freedom. You said there was a plate that said it? Yes. It was in that picture so they that had. Not it, the ice cream, then that's something separate. No, because they had a bunch of shit. Like, I think the ice cream got the biggest flex because how do you even choose a flavor for this? How do you choose a flavor for Juneteenth? Swirled red velvet and cheesecake? Like what did that what was that meeting like? All the white people were like, what what kind of cakes the niggas love? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, goddamn every every reunion I've been to, not this the black person, every every family reunion I've been to, they've had a red velvet cake. Great. Red Velvet. We'll do Red Velvet. Do they? The cream cheese icing? Yeah. We'll do Red Velvet and cream cheese ice cream. Goddamn. (laughs) The niggers will love it. Have you you seen Astronomy Club? No. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? No. Astronomy Club is a skit show with all black people. And they do this uh, Dungeons and Dragons skit where the characters are going on a journey and it just starts off as them going on a journey. So the main dude is like gathering up all his friends and he's like, Hey, friends, my grandmother's EBT card has run out of money. and So we need to go to the other side of town to get the ingredients for grandma to make the cheese grits. And everybody is like, who's coming with me to the corner store for the cheese grits. And then everybody be like for the cheese grits. And so the characters is this dude who's dressed up like an athlete who is like a black athlete, he's fast, and then it's this woman who's a drug dealer, she's like cocaine queen, and then uh, and then it's him, and he's just like, I don't know, he got kind of like Harry Potter jacket, and they go, Oh, and it's this girl who called Tanisha the Thickest. So the first encounter they have is they encounter these dudes who is like, um. They like talking in olden terms. Who thigh is coming upon my block? And then the dudes is like trying to stop them from moving forward. And then Tanisha, the thing is, is like, "I'll handle this." And then she walked through, being thinking like, "Hey boys, hey." And then she distract them, and they fall down a sewer hole. That's the first issue. And then somebody be like, "What's Terrence?" At? And then that's that's all you hear, Terrence. Then they go to the next scenario where they be like, "Um, that was pretty heavy." Anybody want a chronic break? And they were like, chronic break? And then they went to this outside couch section that was sitting down. They were sitting down there while they were smoking weed. And then um, and then these uh these women who was hiding on the couch in trash. Anyway, if y'all I'm gonna I'm gonna keep telling the story, but Astronomy Club, if y'all want to go find this skit. They sitting on the couch and then these women that were hiding in the trash show up and they got babies. And then they're like, oh no, we're surely doing the gaggle of thoughts. And they are like, are you my baby daddy? Are you my baby daddy? And then Terrence show up. His name in the thing is this nigga Terrence. And so um, he showed up and he said, hey, somebody smoking? And they was like, this nigga Terrence. And then the gaggle of thoughts said, oh, he broke. He basically defeated them because he showed up. And then they did a little outro scene. And and then once all of that was over, it zoomed out to a group of white people at a table. And they were saying, how the fuck did we let this get out? Like, this is the most racist shit that we have ever written. And then the black dude, this this takes out the skit. He just like, I told y'all crackers. I told y'all crackers this was racist. And it was basically a situation where like, he was on the other side of it, where it's like I tried to tell y'all, y'all didn't listen. And then at the end, they didn't take accountability for it happening. And then he ran out mad. Uh, but this made me think of that. It's like somebody was sitting at a round table trying to figure out how to capitalize off of this holiday, but not realizing that every holiday ain't meant for you to capitalize off of. And again, if, if there was anything I could have gotten over, with this situation, I couldn't get over seeing that plate that said "It's the uh, it's the freedom for me." They came straight and they used black folk language to talk about being freed, and, and it wasn't even really freedom; it was emancipation. I don't know, man. That that irritated me. That part of it irritated me.
1: Isaiah Lee says that he attacked Dave Chappelle because he made jokes that he wasn't planning on going there doing it. But during the show, he made jokes about homelessness, pedophilia, and the LGBTQ community, and that he wasn't actually trying to hurt him. He was gonna let him know, I guess, how he felt, which doesn't make any sense. Isaiah doesn't make any sense, but he said he was triggered by things that occurred during the show. Like, he was listening to the show, got mad about what was said, and hopped up on stage. He said, I "I identify as bisexual, and I wanted him to know what he said was triggering. This the way? This the way you thought you would (laughs) tell him? If I get your ass whooped? Wasn't the best way. Wasn't the best way. You should have just did what everybody else did, wrote think pieces after you went to the, the performance. But, like, this wasn't it
0: um i mean i don't know what to say i don't know i found this uh i found this grill article and i'm gonna go through it a little bit just because it's kind of silly um it says the official the official rules and revisions for the 2022 cookout season so One part of it says, as usual, these guidelines have been voted on by a panel of experts that includes Roger the Joker holder Muhammad, the only person in America who has played more than 500 500 games of space without ever being sick. Alicia Green, the youngest woman to ever earn approval from the aunts, uncles, and neighbors' trust in eating society, aunties. Joyce Shirley Jenkins, a board certified candy lady for more than 30 years. James Clyde Green, he was Alicia's ride, so they let him vote. (laughs) Alicia's important now. You know, food, the food is important. And then your grandma, and it says your grandma. Here's a rundown of the ma- major decisions. Uh, Juneteenth. In a stunning decision, the executive committee tabled the discussion. Oh, it says, will Juneteenth become the first federal holiday added to the list of High Holy Cookout Days since Howard Homecoming? Mm-hmm. In a stunning decision, the executive committee tabled the discussion. Since Juneteenth also falls on Father's Day weekend this year, a planning committee will research the issue and decide whether or not they should ask dads to share their day of recognition. According to the minutes of the last meeting, Black Fathers were set to give up Father's Day until they realized that meant they have to cut the lawn, prepare the barbecue sauce, and work the grill on Juneteenth. How could they honor the ancestors by working for free on their day of rest? The decision was tabled until 2024 when Juneteenth falls on a Tuesday. COVID rules. Although cookouts take place outside Black um, conceded that Black America has been hit hard by the coronavirus and took steps to ameliorate the danger of new COVID restrictions that include plate line protocol. While the rules governing the order of serving have been in place for more than 100 years, they were strictly enforced. The order of serving: elders first, followed by pastors, deacons, and saints of God, then tree shade mechanics, candy ladies, and then finally nieces and nephews. Sharing no cups, plates, or eating utensils shall be shared regardless. A familial relationship brown liquor is excluded it's uncle june bug says brown liquor kills germs sweat rag safety all sweat rags must be safely tucked into a back pocket any sweat rag found on the table will be immediately discarded the grill master always has the right to keep his sweat rag draped on his shoulder two macaronis to maintain social distancing two separate but equal pans of macaroni and cheese shall be simultaneously served at all times gameplay all space, dominoes and uno tables must be large enough to provide social distancing Sadly, they must all uh, ban all sticking of the big joker on four heads. <laughs> you ever seen that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I did a video on TikTok on that. White people. The committee voted to extend their ban on white people. They promised to hold another vote when, as the press release said, white people start acting like they got some sense. <laughs> they will revisit this issue in 21-22. <laughs> God damn. Other people banned from the 2022 20, cookout. Season Paula Patton. Anyone who tries to do too much with a potato salad recipe. Candace Owens will also revisit in 2032 Anyone who thinks vaccines in large testicles including a tracking device are giving them 5g cellular service Whoever wrote the last episode of Atlanta and empty-handed people. I ain't seen the last episode of Atlanta.
1: Either. I'm, I'm gonna
0: read a, I'm gonna read this last little group of stuff and then I'll be done. Other announcements. Black is dedicated to inclusion and added plant-based meat on the official 22, 2022 menu on a trial basis. They're tired of that pescatarian cousin who wants everybody to know they stopped eating meat by asking any vegan burgers. While the Beyoncé remake is optional, May's featuring Frankie Beverly's Before I Let Go will remain on the official cookout playlist.
1: I don't like Beyoncé's
0: version. I like both of them. I because think of think it be a remake. <laughs> Because of the increase in the, I'm gonna tell you, it's much better than fucking Taylor Swift's version.
1: <laughs> I mean, that goes without saying.
0: Oh wait a minute! I don't think she did that version. No, it was what September. September. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's because of. Off. I don't like Taylor Swift anyway. Fuck okay. off. Because <laughs> of the increase in the price of gas, the number of people who are asked to bring ice will be doubled this season to prevent anyone from having to run to the store. Unless the host has an official declaration of hierarchy, it's Joker, Joker, Ace. Ah, Joker, Joker, Deuce, Ace. It's Joker, Joker, Deuce, Ace, niggas. Although Black does not condone body shaming, all hoochie daddies will be required to sit down in a folding chair to ensure that their stuff ain't popping out of their shorts. We will hold a moment of brief silence for those affected by recent violence at the Oscars. To prevent muscle and spine related injuries, we are asking all elders to stretch before engaging in any TikTok dances with younger family members. While many states have legalized marijuana since the last cookout session, the designated smoking area is still way over there. However, if your cookout is held in a state where weed is legal, feel free to roll up at the domino table. Last one, you can put a draw two on top of a draw two. <laughs> which Uno came out and said that you can't do that. But oh. nobody give a fuck about what Uno no. saying these days. No.
1: Absolutely. And this
0: was done by Michael Harriet, which is... a Coming through with the history um, on there.
1: Uh, Yeah. Ritz and Oreo are making a cracker, a cookie cracker thing.
0: Why? (laughs) No. I saw a picture of it. two
1: very different tastes. Ew.
0: I don't know, man. There they are, but they were still made in a lab. They both made a flour.
1: It's going to have the Oreo cream filling and peanut butter. It's too much. And yeah,
0: peanut t- butter? Yeah, I
1: rich Ritz crackers, people eat them with peanut butter. So you're going to have... Ugh, that sounds disgusting. That sounds disgusting. Who who asked for this? Like, I just don't understand. We didn't talk about Vicky White a whole lot. Uh, cause we weren't on, but I you knew you that like. bitch left with him. The uh, officer, uh, correctional oh,
0: officer
1: yeah. ran off with that man. I knew when I heard this, that story the first time and they told me she was missing or whatever, that, that them niggas was together and that she stupidly had determined because she had got some prison dick that she was just going to take it with her forever. Um. When I saw that she killed herself, I knew she was going to end up dead either by him because she was slowing him down or she wasn't going go to go to prison when she got caught because she was inevitably going to get caught. People that do that kind of shit, I'm always like, what kind of fairytale land do you live in where you really think that y'all just going to ride off into the fucking sunset? This nigga was convicted of murder. They was going to keep looking for him. You were eventually going to get caught and you were going to be right in the place that you used to monitor. Like, what, what other outcome did you... I just don't understand. But I guess she got digmatized. I'm, I'm really not understanding why she thought this was a good idea. Uh, but she, she ended up dead. He ended up back in prison. Life goes on. Uh, but we never talked about it. And I kept meaning to talk about it and just never did. But I knew... I watched too much uh, murder shows. I already knew what it was. And guarantee you, by this time next year, there will be an episode. Describing that situation, she will get a show, uh, uh, a episode on one of those shows, hundred percent. I'm just waiting to see it, but it's gonna happen. She'll have an episode no. where her family and friends talk about how she was. They were so shocked, i know. It. She'll have an episode on the show. I'm not sure which show yet, but I watch them all, so I'll catch it no matter what show it is. They
0: shouldn't. They shouldn't be shocked that she ain't have no quality meat in her life. Why, hmm, why you say that? she looked like she came out of goddamn <laughs> 70s te- beverly hillbillies, but not even she the main character. Influence. She looked like somebody in the restaurant. She, I don't know, she, I, she looked like a Waffle House employee that just got a job at the goddamn correction <laughs> off the deal. The, the jail, like, come on, man. She looked like she stayed in a marriage with an abusive husband for a long time. It looked like she just. She looked like that kind of lady and then she got out of it and then went and got a job at the jail and ain't never talked to a man since because that was a hard relationship and a hard time and here come this six nine ass smooth jailbird who got all the intention to make a, a not all the intention but all the the motivation to to get somebody to fall in love with him so he can get them to run a scheme like this with him
1: he looked My, like he was from deliverance too. Ain't nothing smooth about him. Both of them look like they came from the same place.
0: Smooth don't smooth <laughs> ain't smooth the way we think about it. Like you you think about some John B. ass shit or some goddamn <laughs> Donnell Jones smooth. That ain't no, that ain't what we're talking about. What we talking about is uh smooth relative to the experience she's having in life. Oh. Which okay. really could be fucking rough as crunchy peanut butter. You know what I'm saying? But compared to her life, she ain't had nobody saying, "Hey, sweetie, you so pretty," because because she. I mean, I don't like you know shaming people by they look, but she just
1: she's unattractive. She was
0: if she if she went to if she went to like Sally Jesse Raphael back in the eighties, nineties, early nineties, where she came from, then maybe she can get a damn makeover that make her look, you know different but like you you can't just be living out here today in a jail and think looking like you look and think that you people gonna be hitting on you so maybe it was I mean probably all the dudes were probably hitting on her, but all it took is one that hit on her the most genuinely you know and maybe he got mama issues maybe she looked like his mama maybe he was just like I really love her god damn I don't know what it is but she got there the way her hair looked like it came from 1974 oh man I remember that hairstyle. My mama used to have that. Like, people be having issues, man. we be having issues. You don't know, don't know why. But, yeah, he all he had to do was talk, talk nice a little bit. And she was like, I'm in love. Wow. He's such a good guy. I don't even believe he did what he did to get in here. I'm going to break him out of here. He murdered someone.
1: He murdered somebody.
0: He don't look like a murderer. And you know what he was saying? I didn't murder him. <laughs> they... They... they they got me on a technicality because this man that looked like me in the neighborhood i came from lied and now they picked me up instead of him and like you know how the system is i can't do nothing about it oh they did you so wrong boo we're gonna get you out of here i'm gonna set you up a a, a psycho psychological assessment and then we're gonna take you out now this is the thing i do mean, like I don't know when the last time they saw a movie about motherfuckers, like, breaking out of jail. But why you why you at a car wash getting your truck washed? Huh? Bitch, y'all supposed to be heading straight to Mexico. Straight to Mexico. Y'all weren't supposed to be taking no detours, no side roads. You weren't supposed to be stopping at no fucking McDonald's or no Burger King. You, if you stop at a gas station, you got to get a kid to ask for some food. Go, go get us some sandwiches, some chips, kid. I'll give you this $50 if you do that. Okay, you know, you got to get a kid to do it because, well, it'll be hard to get a kid to do it because an adult will to be around somewhere. But you can't, cameras are everywhere, bro. You suppose they supposed to got right in the road and headed straight to Mexico. But she had already emptied
1: her account, she had the money to just digit- keep going.
0: Exactly. But these motherfuckers was going to hotels and doing shit like, come on, bro. Y'all they were on that
1: honeymoon.
0: They were honeymooning. <laughs> Man, honeymoon. And then it's like when they when they call her, she was like, I got a gun to my head. And it's like, is she got the gun to her own head? Or does he got the gun to her head? I think she killed herself. I don't think he shot her.
1: Although I had said originally that she, he was gonna kill her because she was dead weight, If you trying to escape? It's a lot harder to try to escape and get down to Mexico when you got people with you. Doing that on your own is a lot easier to sneak in. So I had said I thought he was gonna kill her because she was just gonna
0: be in his way. <laughs> he might have actually fell in love with the lady. I don't know about that. Maybe you never know when the last time he had a relationship of any sort. I don't know. And how again,
1: and then on that murder charge.
0: If it was, like, his mama,
1: I mean, you know, love. Love lady. Why have you given him mommy issues?
0: <laughs> Bro, it, a lot of murderers got mommy and or daddy issues. Like, this <laughs> is what it is. Now, I guess you could be asking why I'm giving him that Sigmund Freud desire to have a relationship with my mama shit. That's a valid question. I don't know. That just happened. I was just trying to think of why a man would like a woman who looked like she looked.
1: <laughs> Well, he
0: wasn't no look at himself now. But see, men ain't never had to be lookers. He wasn't
1: no look at himself.
0: Men ain't never had to be lookers. All men had to be was providers. And while it, this ain't, he wasn't a provider because... He wasn't you know, a
1: provider either. He, had, he was in prison.
0: <laughs> but I'm saying, even though he ain't a provider, the role is still that men look for attraction and women look for a presence. That's what it's been. And so she liked his presence and he... What only makes sense to me is like how she looked because his mama might have looked like that. I don't. <laughs> so a
1: world can <laughs> you can't envision a world where he just thought she looked good.
0: No, no. <laughs> oh, damn, you remind me of a good old hillbilly. I love me some damn hillbillies. Oh, Come on with me, honey. Yeah, no, I can't conceptualize that, that's trauma. He like her for trauma reason. And you know what? I don't got the white eyes either. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a certain whole class of white people that don't look like nothing to me. You know, all they look like is a time period. That woman looked like 1979. <laughs> she looked like 1979. I, I can't. Her attractiveness, don't know about that. I, I can't weigh in on that. I, I, she looked like a year to me. And in 1979, I take it he was he was what fourteen or fifteen probably. I think they were the same age. Hold on. I mean, I ain't saying she wasn't 14 or 15 at that time. I mean, she definitely looked like she got 40 years on him. She was
1: fifty-six. Uh how old was he? I don't remember. what was his name? Casey White. They had the same last name. That probably connected to them too. You already have my last name.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Us whites got to stick together. (laughs) 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 She probably laughed at that joke. That's probably the joke he told at the beginning because it's that double entendre. It's like, I'm racist too. (laughs) I'm racist and I know our last names.
1: He was 38. She was 56.
0: Oh, yeah, he was definitely eight years old. Wait a minute. No, he wasn't even born in 1979. No. He was definitely a kid with his mama goddamn had that hairstyle.
1: I want to know who he originally murdered.
0: Casey White murdered. Casey White murder?
1: Uh He stabbed somebody. Um get down to he was serving a 75-year sentence. White's criminal history dates back a decade. Court documents allege he beat his brother in the face and head with an axe, sledge, hammer, handle, to him in prison in 2012 for more than three years. Then in 2015, he carried out a crime spree, including a home invasion, carjacking, and a police chase, according to the marshal Service. In March, that was in 2015. In March 2016, He was indicted on 15 counts and was ultimately convicted on seven of those counts, including attempted murder and robbery. He has been serving a 75 year prison sentence for those charges. White allegedly threatened to kill his ex-girlfriend and her sister in 2015. If he got out of prison, and said he wanted the police to kill him. The agency said it advised his potential targets of the threat after his escape and had taken protective actions. Bam. Josh Gowen was one of the victims in the 2015 case. He said White broke into his truck, stole his firearm, and then used the firearm to carjack his neighbor and the neighbor's infant baby. Oh, this nigga was awful. (laughs) Mm. Gowen was a witness in the trial and told CNN it was a surreal experience to see how little remorse White had. I was very satisfied that they gave him enough time that by the time if he ever gets out, he would not be able to do anything. I took security in that and definitely have lost a bit of peace since the escape.
0: You can't rob a baby.
1: He stole the baby. He carjacked the baby. So I guess he, he put the baby and the mom out of the car. Oh. He, he carjacked them both.
0: How, you can't carjack a baby.
1: Baby's in the car. you take the baby out just like you take but, the person
0: out. But if, if you ride to the store with me in my car, your car, didn't, we both didn't get carjacked. I got carjacked, and you just got an unfortunate situation. You lost your it's ride. It's still going to be carjacked. No. No. <laughs>
1: carjacking. Lose my ride.
0: Yes, you're not the no. Jackie No. It's not your car.
1: The it ain't car your property. Was, it, it doesn't have to be ownership. You the car was taken. It's not about whose car it is. We were both in the car that got jacked. We were carjacked.
0: If you was in the car with somebody who got carjacked and it belonged to them, and they didn't want to press charges. Or call the police because they're going to get their I homeboys to handle it. I can call. But it. you can't go to the police and file that crime. They're going to ask you, is it your car? They're going to say no.
1: You don't have to be. It doesn't have to be your car for the crime to still have been committed. It was still a carjacking. I was in what, the car.
0: But the crime wasn't against you.
1: Yes, it was. If both of us are held at gunpoint and made to get out of the car, how am I not the victim of a crime if I was held at gunpoint just because the car is not mine? That doesn't make any sense. The Car doesn't have to be yours. The essence of a car jacket is that it was taken by
0: force. No, so you got held at gunpoint, otherwise, point. it's robbery,
1: it would just be a Listen, robbery.
0: You got held at gunpoint, they got held at gunpoint and carjacked. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not
1: how it works. <laughs> that's not how it works.
0: I feel that's how it works.
1: Oh, uh, he had white, he got a Confederate flag tattooed on him.
0: That Colin, that's Southern a that's a question ride. for you, Colin. Well, that's, that's a question for you, Colin. I want to know, like, is
1: somebody that's not the owner of a car be carjacked if they're in the car at the time that it's stolen by. Is folks? ever
0: is everybody carjacked who got had to get out of a car because somebody had a pistol to them, or is a carjacking relative to whose property it is? I think it was, he
1: was six. Oh, he was okay. Okay. He was 6'9,
0: 330. Yeah. Yeah, she saw that big old boy and was like, oh. I love me a big old boy. <laughs> <laughs> she probably flipped a little 79 hair to the side. <laughs> <laughs> With her hair. Her hair probably smelled like mothballs. <sighs> you know how them old motherfuckers be. Her whole uniform probably smelled like mothballs. And he was like, mm, smell just like mama. You know, old people used to think mothballs keep your shit from getting fucked. Up. I mean, it did, but it made your shit smell like mothballs. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Oh, why the fuck am I putting mothballs in the pockets of my clothes in the closet? What the fuck? At what point was moth such a big epidemic that they had to create a whole thing to keep motherfuckers from in your clothes? Apparently, they eat, yeah, I said they eat holes in clothes, but I've never. I've exactly. How come, how come we grown now and that shit ain't happening like this? what the fuck was this like a marketing campaign like i ain't never i ain't never i ain't never went into my closet and saw moths, or there's been no holes ever manufactured in my clothes where i'd be like oh that's definitely a moth why the what the what's the difference between the gap of when motherfuckers needed mothballs to now I what the know. fuck i don't know
1: moths fly in my house sometimes when i like open the door to let bring me in and out at night but none have ever put holes in my clothes. i never even seen them
0: in the closet. Like, they fly that's in the river like, bitches die by they the come, <laughs> Like, them motherfuckers can't eat the rug or some shit. Like, why Why are you so paranoid about them in your clothes? OK, that's a, that's a good question. I want to know. I'm going to ask that shit on TikTok. I don't know. How come an, I ain't never seen a hole in my clothes from a moth? My grandparents swore about mothballs. Did the early invention of mothballs make all the moth moths go away? Moths as a unit was like, hey y'all, we ain't fucking with closets no more. We go into the house, we go, we go straight to couches, we go straight to other fabrics, but don't hit them niggas clothes because they got some motherfucking defenses in that place. Uh, <laughs> look, we so over our goddamn time. <laughs> we're
1: not too bad over, I don't
0: think. We at like too not, too bad. Yeah, not too Yeah, not too bad. Uh look, I'm gonna list the stuff I got. Uh Isaiah Rashad addresses sex tape. Uh, apparently um, the rapper Isaiah Rashad, uh, uh, somebody released a sex tape on him that showed him having sex with a man. And, Who is know, Isaiah Rashad? He's just a rapper, a newish rapper. Okay. And um he did uh he did an interview with Joe Button, and it's like just so condescending, man. It's it's clear that Joe Button just was aggressively trying to find out why this man gay now instead of like accepting him identifying himself as sexually fluid or whatever. Um he was outed in that way and he said he ain't gonna press charges, but like that's fucked up that happened. Um Master P's daughter died. She's twenty nine. Um substance abuse issues.
1: Oh
0: Ray uh, Leota died too. Rest in peace. Who? Ray Ray Leota died too. Okay, yeah. Ray Leota he played a lot of Mafia movies. He
1: played in a ton of mafia movies.
0: Yeah. Um, Biden passed an executive order on policing. Um, It says it it isn't a George Floyd bill, but it still benefits black people. Ain't nothing going to benefit black people except for dismantling this whole fucking system. Um, And also, um, what's his name? Uh, Georgia candidate, old football player. um, Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker, man, I feel like Herschel Walker is a robot that was made by the Republicans. Or they 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 like the real Herschel Walker dead and this is an imposter. Um I mean I I have nothing no reason to actually say that. I'm just trying to say that Herschel Walker is so weird and so like he'd just be better off if he was a white man. For us and for them. <laughs> well, not for them. If he was a white man, he would be utterly uninteresting but uh but yeah that's it i know i got um don't happen to necessarily talk about those things i wanted to mention them we get back on this um podcast well you know two weeks is a long time man to, to get in and out of a pattern man you know that yeah but anyway um that being said uh you got anything else on your mind i do not. All right, well, until we come to next conversation, we out. Holla.